Habakkuk 1, 2 through 4, and 13 in the NIV. How long, Lord, must I call for help, but you don't listen? Sounds salty, don't it? Or cry out to you, violence, but you do not save. Sound like my people. Why do you make me look at injustice? Why do you tolerate wrongdoing? Destruction and violence are before me. There is strife and conflict abounds. Therefore, the law is paralyzed. Wait for God, you ain't doing that. And justice never prevails. The wicked hem in the righteous so that justice is perverted. Your eyes are too pure to look on evil. You cannot tolerate wrongdoing. Why then do you tolerate the treacherous? Why are you silent? While the wicked swallow up those more righteous than themselves. Ooh. Lord, I ask for your power, your grace to bring a word for your people. To answer the questions that they have. Closing out 2023 and opening up 2024. Lord, give them a word, Lord, that begins to help them answer the questions that they have about their lives. The questions that they have about their loved ones. The questions that they may have about why are you taking so long to move in their lives. Questions that come up more and more at the end of a year and at the beginning of a year. Because it's such significance. Because some of us don't want to have the same year in 2024 that we had in 2023. Some of us want a better year. Some of us want more. Some of us are not satisfied where we are. And Lord, you said you came to give us life and to give it to us more abundantly. And so Lord, right now we're coming to you, asking you to stand on your word. In the name of Jesus, we do pray. Amen. Amen. As you take your seat, I want to speak to you from the subject, why ask why? Some of y'all can probably tell when I watch football, I might have the communion because it's one of them old school, bud dry commercials. Why ask why? Have you been asking God questions about your life and the society in which we live? Have you, like the prophet Habakkuk, become perplexed, distraught, sad, and grieved, and even angered at the injustices of our day? What about the plight of the poor, the pain of the oppressed, the continual wickedness of humankind, and the hypocrisy of the complacency of the church? Have you cried in the midnight hour and asked God how long? Have you thought like Habakkuk that maybe God is not listening? Are problems in your life unresolved, questions unanswered? Have you considered entering into the courtroom of the kingdom of God and ask God your honor why? What's going on? What is the purpose? What is happening in my life? Lord, I don't mean to intrude on your busy schedule, but if you would please just reveal to me the method to this madness. 
Your master plan must be a divine strategy. God says, wait on me. I'm going to answer you. I'm going to show you my glory and my power. Asking why is not necessarily a rebellious attempt to question God's reasoning. Why is about the children of Israel knowing the acts of God, but Moses knowing the ways, the heart, and reasons of God. Why is a desire of for divine impartation and revelation from God wanting his mind to be in you, which is the mind of Christ. By saying, God, I want to be a clone of your wisdom. I want to draw from your spiritual and intellectual resources until your thoughts become my thoughts and your ways become my ways and your ideas become my ideas. I want a supernatural exchange. God, I'm not questioning your right or ability to rule or govern, but show me the strategy. Show me your plan and purpose in my life. Let me see the blueprint before the building is built. Let me see the plan before the product is manufactured. I just want to know what I shall be when I get through crying. Get through suffering and laboring and turmoil and confession, confusion. Every now and then, tell me and remind me how it's going in. You don't feel a great amount of emotional intensity when you read the word why or speak the word why. But when a sincere, heartfelt, passion-filled why comes out of one's heart it is often the consequence of a certain amount of bewilderment and perplexity. It comes from one who has become distraught, despondent, and discouraged. One that says I've reached the end of my rope. I've come to the end of my reasoning and can't wait and can't understand why. Why must I suffer? Why must I cry? Why must I keep reaching to people who hurt me? Why am I misunderstood? Why do I keep going through periods of prolonged confusion? I'm not saying I'm going to quit or get drunk, surrender to the temptation and the pressure of Satan or lust of the world. But God, I'm on my knees and I just want to know why. Why do the wicked seem to prosper over the righteous? Why do the hypocrites seem to get all the blessings and the real saints go without? Why are the anointed persecuted? Why does there seem to be no justice? Why does the vision tarry? Lord, I need a breakthrough right now, not tomorrow, not next week, not next month, not next year. Lord, I need a breakthrough right now. Why is my blessing delayed? Why must I wait? Why do the heathens rage? Why? Is there so much mess going on in my life? Why do people imagine vain things? They just make up things about me. And I'm, am I in the right place at the wrong time or the wrong place at the right time? Why are the minds of men coming up with all of these illusions to perplex me and disturb me? Why is everybody tripping on me? Why am I doubting the vision that I know you gave me? Why have the leaders set themselves against me? Could it be because you are anointed? People were scared of Superman because they did not possessed the power he had and they did not know how to obtain nor walk in that power. You do know that anointed people go through more than everybody else, right? Yeah. 
I used to have the wrong notion. Uh, when you are really uh, anointed, you you no longer have problems. I thought that when you were anointed, everything just fell off you. I thought when you did what God told you to do, everybody would love you. I thought when you did the right thing, people would do right to you. But but you show me anybody who's really a Holy Ghost, knee-jerking, tongue-talking, serpent-treading, miracle-working, world-changing, mind-boggling, head-turning, anointed, and I will show you somebody that's up in the middle of the night suffering and wondering why in the world am I going through this? Lord, how much must I take before you take me to the next level? Lord, I just want to know why. Anybody who's really anointed has suffered some things, has gone without, has been lonely, has agonized, has had to press through some mess, and has fought through the hell to get what God has them. But I have to confess that through it all, like the anointed ones, I've learned to trust in Jesus. Through it all, I've learned how to trust in Jesus. God. I've learned like Job to confess, though he slay me, oh, will I trust him. Why? Because I know the anointing is not free. Oh, come on, somebody. If you anointed, it's going to cost you something. It costs the grape something to make wine. It costs the coal something to make a diamond. It costs the olive something to make oil. It costs the life of everything that made something great. You got to understand your life is a price that you pay. I'm not saying you're going to die today, but I'm saying your life will forever be changed and you can't put new wine and old wineskins and God will begin to crush you and press you until it get the oil, until it get the wine, until it get the diamond out of your life. <laughs> Perhaps you have become upset, confused, or discouraged waiting on God. Have you wondered why your vision tarries or when things are going to start looking up. Why is it taking so long for morning to come? I know that the preacher keeps telling me weeping indoors for a night. But joy comes in the morning. But if I count the nights, it ain't singular, Lord. If I count the nights, it's been a long night, Lord. You told me back in 1995 what I was going to have. Well, Lord, it's 2024. The night has been a long night. I'm waiting on my morning, God. Ooh. Why is my change not coming forth? If, if your why has not been answered and you have become overwhelmed in your waiting, just take it from me. If you keep asking God why, he'll answer. Why do the nations conspire and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth rise up and the rulers band together against the Lord and against his anointing. Psalms 2, 1 and 2. Why? The word why is the request of a student, not merely looking for an answer, but for the understanding of the procedure that leads to the answer. It is not just a request saying, give me the bottom line answer. 
The student is saying, explain the dynamics of the issue, the situation, or the problem until I fully understand in absolute and complete detail the process that leads me to the solution. What I defined is for what purpose, reason, or cause, with what intention, justification, or motive, the cause or intention underlying a given action or situation, a difficult problem or question, why is used to express mild indignation or impatience. Every involved parent will tell you that children go through a time of asking why. No matter how many answers you give them, they keep asking why. Why is it like outside daddy because the sun is shining son why is the sun shining daddy because God wants the sun to shine why did God want the sun to shine because we need sunlight why do we need sunlight daddy because the sunlight helps things grow why does it help things grow after all this question you become exasperated exhausted and frustrated you finally say, why do you keep asking me why? Why do you keep asking me the same thing over and over again? I've given you an answer, but you just keep asking me why. Why does not merely say, give me an answer? Why is it a man, an inquiry, a request that you talk with me, that you dialogue with me until I understand your thought process? It says, communicate with me until I understand your wisdom, until I know how to deduce for myself and determine in my mind the thing that you have deciphered in your maturity. I know that I may appear to be inferior and my intellect may be less developed than yours, but explain the situation and break it down on my level of understanding that I might be able to determine the matter for myself. That way, when I'm not around you, I can equate and come to a solution or conclusion on my own without the help of others. God, I want to know why. I want to know how to decipher and determine the purpose of my existence. You have to inquire from the perspective of God. The only way to gain his perspective is through spending time with him in prayer, the word and devotion, the biblical insight or is a perspective of direction, hope, fulfilled dreams and visions. Just because the vision tarries doesn't mean that God has changed his mind or given up on you. Mm -hmm. It could mean that the timing of the situation is not right. Or God is getting the ultimate glory and benefit out of your trusting in him. Hold on to faith even in the midst of the battle. The vision could be delayed because God knows you are not mature enough to handle the success. Perhaps it will result in a new and fresh anointing you've been seeking. Maybe the vision tarries because even though you are saved, baptized, and Holy Ghost filled, your Heavenly Father knows there's a part of that sinful person that hasn't quite died yet. But I would tell you, as a living witness, if you hold on and wait a little while longer, <clears throat> your change is going to come. 
God will come through in the end. Stand like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Do not bow to selfish ambition and self-promotion. I don't need no synthetic blessings. I don't need to try to manipulate you to get where I think I should be. Because maybe where I'm trying to make myself be is not where God wants me to end up. Uh, come on, somebody. If I manipulate a situation and make my own blessing, I got to sustain myself. But when God put me somewhere, come on, somebody. Ain't no strings attached to me. Nobody can control me. And I can make independent decisions because nobody has made me. I'm a man man baby and you can't touch me but I'm made by God he ordained me and put me here that's why when the paper or internet lie on me I'm still standing that's why even when enemies come at me like a flood I will not be overtaken that's why when people try to burn me I don't even smell like smoke and that's what you got to tell yourself. That's not being arrogant. That's boasting in the Lord. That's knowing that God is your maker. And he that began a good work in you shall finish it. That's knowing that God thinks good thoughts toward you. Thoughts of your prosperity and an expected end. It's knowing that God said, I'll stick closer than any brother. And if your enemies come at you, I'll scatter them. I, oh, y'all better watch out right now. You better let your enemies know, even though I don't look blessed right now, I'm still a made man. Even though I don't look like I'm successful right now, I'm still a made woman. And if you touch me, God gonna touch you back. Don't bow to the spirit of anxiousness and impatience. Continue to walk by faith and not my sight. Knowing God is able to do more abundantly and exceedingly than all you could ask or think. God is able to finish that good work he began in you when you first gave your life to him. If you do these things and maintain the faith regardless of the external circumstances, in time you will come out as pure gold, a vessel of honor. Ooh. Remember, those who love God with all that is in them and who hold fast to their trust in the Father can enjoy the saying, good things truly come to those who wait. The determining factor is whom you are waiting on. God says in Ecclesiastes 3.1, there was a purpose and time for all things. There's a time to die, a time to live, a time to birth, and a time to kill. You better understand there's a time for everything. And God continues to let you know that he stands outside of time and space. He's not dealing with linear time. He's circular time. He's intersecting. Stellar. He can see the past, the, the, the present, and the future at the same time. He's the one that orchestrated time. So stop thinking that you're running out of time because God himself stopped the sun, stopped the world from turning around. The, 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 he kept the sun shining because Je uh, 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 Joshua said, I don't want the sun to go down before I win this battle. But God knew how long he wanted the battle to take place. So God God said, I'm going to just let the sun keep shining. I'm going to hold the sun still. That's why you 
scientific people that come at me, they're trolling me. You better understand, I understand science. The reason why we have a leap year every four years is because it's really not 365 days in a year. It's really 364 days and a fourth. So we have to make up for that day by going ahead and adding another day in the year because scientifically they can't understand it. But if I look in the Bible, I can see that God himself stopped time for Joshua and he'll stop time for you. You better let your, I don't care if you're 75 years old. If God said he was going to do it, you will still see it before you close your eyes. I don't care if you're 25, 55, or 95. If God said it was going to happen, he'll stop the time for you. There is a reason why that relationship didn't work. Just let that marinate. (laughs) And why hell is breaking loose at your job. There is a divine strategy and purpose God has in all of it. If we relate to God like a student to a teacher and ask why long (laughs) and ask why long enough and are persistent enough, we will begin to understand what the why is all about. People used to get mad at me the way I ask questions to God and Asked it out loud. Uh, Mama, I know you listen. Mama used to get mad at me. Uh, get mad at me because the question I asked. People get mad at me now and say, I wonder if he even a preacher from the question he asked. But, but the thing about it is, I want to know why. That's why sometimes when I'm moving real fast, I don't tell my staff why because I don't have time to tell them why because I'm going in the next thing. That's why I got the job split up because I know if you took everything I gave you, you ain't going to be able to handle the capacity that's in me. That's why I subdivide the job and give you this and still don't give you everything at the same time because I know the impact that God has put in me. And so I give you this and give you that. Every now and then I ask why, but I don't have time to answer why all the time. When I say move, you better move or you're going to be gone. I ain't doing this in 2024. When I say move, you better move. I don't know if this part of the sermon or just me. When I say move, you move. Don't worry about why. If I don't ask you why, just do it because I said so. That's how God feels. You can ask him why, but you better keep moving. You can ask me why, but you better do what I ask. Ask why to somebody else. And I already told you what to do. That's how God feels. God said, I told you what to do. Now you're going to go ask somebody else why? You better ask me. I'm the one that told you what to do. Going to go ask your mama why? 
truth be told, keeping it real with me, if you ask everybody I ask, should I go after God told me to come here, told me not to come? I'm going to tell you what they said. They said y'all was crazy. They said, look at them bylaws. Look at, they got you on a year probation. Why are you going to go over there? Every pastor I asked, all of them been here to preach before, told me, don't go. <laughs> so whenever they get me, they say, yeah, I talked to Maxwell. They told me no. They, they told me no. But why did I ask them? I know it says where there's much counsel, there's safety. But if you heard directly from God, why are you asking why? Just because it didn't happen when you thought it should happen doesn't mean God didn't tell you the truth and you just need to wait because your time is not God's timeline. A day is like a thousand years and a thousand years is like a day to God, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's really like a thousand years. Do you understand that we are still in the seventh day? God created the earth, the, the, the world in six days. How long? We don't know. But we do know we're still in the seventh day because he commanded Jesus to sit and he's at rest. Every principle God put in place will work for the believer and the heathen the same way. If you give, it'll be given back to you. If you bless somebody else, you will get blessed. It don't matter if you Jake's. It don't matter if you offer Winfrey. It don't matter if you Jay-Z. It don't matter if you you RuPaul. When you do exactly what the principles of the Bible say, you will get blessed. How dare you let the world be more beneficial from the Bible than us? Steve Harvey be giving this advice. And I'd be sitting there like, there ain't nothing but the Bible scripture he read. They just don't read it. Somebody called in one day and said, why are you always quoting the Bible? And I'm so glad they called because I was going to call tomorrow. <laughs> not, not. That day I was getting tired of it. Like this dude keeps using the Bible but ain't giving God his credit. You plagiarize it. Stop acting like this just came from you. It's the Bible. But so many people don't read it, they don't understand. But if you really, have anybody seen the movie, The Book of Eli? If you haven't seen it, you need to watch it just for this point right here. Even the heathens know how much power the Bible has. And some people are used to manipulate you and make you do what they want as slave owners. Ask Jim Crow lawmakers. Ask the KKK. Ask some of our evangelical uh, uh, missionaries that want to colonize everywhere they go. Went with some colonizers one time. And I was like, why do you keep trying to change everything they think? Just because you think this don't mean that they need to think this. They had a whole workshop with me because you know I ain't going to shut up. <laughs> 
The Bible is powerful. And if you want your why answered, read it. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. The Bible is Jesus. And the more you read the Bible, the more you build a relationship with Jesus. The more you read his word, the more you understand what God is trying to tell you. The more you study his word, the more he'll give you the keys to the kingdom. The more you read his word, the more confident you will be. And you won't worry about your enemies coming at you like a flood because you understand that that's a prerequisite for my blessing. If I ain't got no enemies at the table, I might just go ahead and invite you to the table because I know that God prepared a place for me in the presence of my enemies. And when my enemies come at me, I don't cry. I just know my blessing is right around the corner. Read your word so your wives can be answered. Read your word so you can understand what your purpose is. Read your word before Justin and Carmen and Daniel and whoever else up there put it on the screen. Read your word at home before you go to church. Read it at home on Monday. Read it at your job when you're ready to cut somebody out. In fact, read it before. Read your word and get your wise answered. He can't answer your wise if you don't read it. The Bible says he'll bring to your remembrance, but you can't remember anything you haven't read. The Bible says that the, 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 the Bible or the word of God is the sword of the spirit. So that means the spirit of God gets stronger in you when you read the word. What are you feeding your spirit? Huh? You feeding it crazy music, pornography, and crazy stuff, or you feeding it the word of God? The more you listen to the word, the less you will cut somebody out. Lord knows I got to read it. Yes. Read your word, and you begin to build a relationship with God. If you have a lady or a man you just met, unless you crazy, you ain't just giving them stuff right away. Right? But as y'all begin to communicate and converse and talk and you begin to know them, then if they ask you for something, you might give them something. If they need something, you will give it to them. Every good and perfect gift comes from God. But sometimes we may not miss our blessing because we don't build a relationship with him. If you seek God's face, he'll give you everything in his hand. Huh? See, if you seek my hand and that's all you call me for and that's all you want, you ain't getting much from me. I give you enough to say, you know what, I'm going to give them $50 so you can leave me alone. and ain't got to talk no more. Look, I done paid $50 to get rid of you. Because you don't have no relationship with me. You're just looking at me because you want something. But if I know you 
and you talk to me, and every now and then you ask me what I'm going through. Come on, somebody. Every now and then you need to wake up and say, God, what do you want? Not just a why for you. What do you want me to do today? How can I help you? Who do you need me to bless? What do you need me to do? Who am I supposed to cut off? What job you want me to take? God, I want to just please you. When you start asking God why that you need me to do whatever you need me to do, and you start asking him about your purpose and asking him what he needs from you, I bet you he'll answer every why you got. It's not asking why. It's what you asking why about. God, what do you need? me to do. God, what is my purpose? God, how can I enhance the kingdom? God, should I take this job? God, is this my husband? God, is this my wife? I don't want to do nothing that you don't want me to do. Lord, I'm a... But some of us just pray when it's time to eat. You said you see it. He said he see it because some of y'all did. That's what he said. I ain't see all that. Why? It's a question you need to ask. But when you read your word, you will ask the right questions. And when you ask the right questions, you're going to get the right answers. And when you get the right answers, you'll get the right blessings. Because Jesus said, I came to give you life and to give you more abundantly. Ain't it funny? Christmas just left. We'll get the whole book out, child. And we'll read the book about how can I put this bike together for my child. Here goes my bike builder. One of my bike builders over here. They were reading the little manual, trying to put the bikes together. We bought 110 bikes. They read the instructions for every bike, even though they were the same bike. <laughs> Because they wanted to make sure they got it right. But if you're going to pay attention to the details of putting a bike together, that the worst thing that happen is if you get on it, it'll fall apart. Why don't you take the time to read your word so your life won't fall apart? Read your word and your wise will be answered. I know they ain't nothing but God because I was asking him why I'm preaching this sermon because the way it ended about 15 minutes ago. <laughs> it's over now, though. <laughs> why ask why? Because you want to know who God is. The Israelites didn't ask God why. They didn't have enough relationship with God. But Moses knew why. You know what I'm saying? Some people see the miracles of God, but some people see God. I don't want to just see the miracles. I want to see God. Because when I see God, I know when the miracle's coming. The funny thing, I'm going to say this, and it's, it's funny. And the thing about it was the tradition of, of, of us had me resisting. I'm talking about y'all, but I'm talking about me too. And I, come, I said, Jonathan, you think I need to, I don't know what I need to do. Oh, so-and-so, what I need to do. And I had called people. What, what I need to do? Do I, do I call Karn? I feel like God telling me to call him, but I don't know. Is it me? You understand? God was like, 
if you got that thought in your mind, who you think gave it to you? It ain't like I said, call Kanye. <laughs> it, ain't, it ain't like you heard that. And because I, I struggled and people kept asking me, man, you know, man, I can't tell you how many preachers called me. Hey, how your people going to receive him? How, how they going, how you think they going, you going to do that? You, 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 they, they pretty much thinking, this Negro going to get fired. Keep it 100. Why? Because a lot of times we don't go outside of our Baptist comfort zone. Because you know what the problem is? We don't really believe in miracles. We don't really believe in the prophetic word. We really don't believe in healing. Who? I ain't going to call no names. But I saw him touch so many people. And as I'm touched a few of ours. Woo. But the one he touched, pillars of Baptist tradition. Keep it in 100. I ain't talking about nobody because I'm Baptist. But the Bible says some of y'all were called to Apollo. Some of y'all say y'all were called to Apollo. Some of y'all say y'all were called to, to Simon. Some of y'all say y'all were called to me. And Paul said we all called to the fellowship of Jesus Christ. It don't matter what your denomination is. You call to the fellowship of Jesus Christ, and we read the same Bible. Yes, the way we do communion may be different. Yes, the way we do baptism may be a little different. But if we don't believe that the Bible is the unfiltered word of God, and that everything in it we can possess, we at the wrong church. I need y'all to start reading your Bible more. Fact, what I'm gonna do now? See, now I can feel the fast coming. See, people kept trying to tell me we were gonna do that. When I say so, do your own fast. But what I need us to do, I'm gonna have to get something together how we can read this Bible. Now, I might start doing Bible study off of where we are. I don't know. But we got to read this Bible. We got to read this whole Bible this year. I, I read it before. I done read it more than one time. But we got to read this Bible. We got to take the time to read this Bible. Y'all find me something that we can have a Bible read in a year. And when all of us reading the same, how much power going to happen? I need y'all to stay on one accord because your why is going to be answered. It, people say, ooh, I, I opened the, I put the Bible down and, I, and the pages came open and it was just what I needed. Can I tell you something? That trick don't work every time. It does. You listen. It works every time because no matter what you read, God going to speak to you. Because it is the living word of God. I don't care if the Bible woke up and you read names. I don't care if it says son, the, the, the brother of so-and-so and so-and-so. Because you read the word, something's going to hit you. It's 
funny how you read the word over and over again and you say 40 and two generations, you begin to look and you begin to see all these different things. And you begin to say, hey, something missing. It's, 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 they, 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 they skipped this person and they skipped that person. They went from here to there. If you're an XG, and you realize they left out some folk. So silly. Thank you. You are so awesome. You act like you're 80 years old already. Thank you. Got an 80 year old, 90 year old in the house on us. <laughs> I just wanted to tell you because <laughs> Jesus. I got to tell you this. I don't care what you read in the Bible. It's going to help change your life. Because every time you're reading the Bible, you're talking to Jesus. Even if you don't understand it, don't even worry about it. Just keep reading it because he's going to give you the keys eventually when you keep reading. But, 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 but no matter where we start at, no matter where it say start, we got to start with the book of John. Then we're going to go back. The book of John is the Bible verse, I don't know why, I know I'm just taking all, I'm just talking now, but I'm still preaching. John, the Gospel of John, is the best place to start reading because that's going to tell you and you're going to get to know Jesus intimately. Alright? So we're going to start in the book of John and we're going to figure out something. We ain't going to do nothing. We're taking all this. We're going to do nothing but ask Donald to go find him. <laughs> Sound like we're doing something. We ain't doing nothing. Hey, Donald. <laughs> no, seriously though, the book of John. But what I'm telling you is this your wives will be answered when you read your word because you're building a relationship with God and Jesus. Read your word, pray, fast when God leads you. You don't have to wait on me to do a fast, you want to do a fast. But we do a corporate fast. Please fall in line with that. Amen. I'm done. I need y'all to ask why. To God. But you know, come and tell you something. Anybody a teacher in here? I see one. Hey, don't you hate when kids ask questions and you gave them the homework and you can tell they're asking you the question because they ain't read nothing? Ain't like, did you read what I told you to read last night? No. Well, that's, you don't even know what you should ask because you ain't read nothing. That's how God feels. How are you asking me why and you ain't read the book I gave you? You ain't done none of your homework, but you asking me why. I done gave you a book that got 66 books in it. You ain't read one of them. Are you going to read it? So when you ask your why, it'll be a substance why. Because the difference between somebody that's a question that read something and somebody that's a question that ain't read nothing at all. 